Welcome to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. I'm Jennifer, your host, a mental health and wellness advocate, and a trauma survivor. This platform will be used to break the silence and create awareness around mental health in the Black community and in general for all people. My hope is that you will feel seen, heard, supported, and valued as we progress through the journey of healing and growing. Welcome back to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. Thank you for listening. My topic for today is don't be afraid of losing what you never had. I made a post on Instagram the other day regarding that statement, don't be afraid of losing what you never had. So I posted that quote and after I completed my caption and everything, I was saying to myself, you know what, you really should just do an episode on this topic because, you know, I could really elaborate a lot more. And I was basically referencing how at times if you're holding on to something or or more in particular, someone that has, you know, caused you pain and it, it wasn't like a one time thing, like this is like a recurring issue. It's just a situation where it's it's ongoing and so you're constantly on this like emotional roller coaster basically and you're holding on and it's painful but you're holding on because you're afraid of losing of losing that relationship um, and I'm not just talking about romantic relationships just want to point that out because a lot of times when people hear anything related to healing or anything they just assume that you're talking about a romantic relationship that is applicable but I'm not solely talking about that Yeah. So you're afraid of losing, you know, this relationship or this connection. So you're holding on to it, even though, you know, it's dysfunctional, even though, you know, it's not healthy and, you know, there's like tons of issues. So I was saying, like, you know, have you ever just really asked yourself or do you even realize that, you know, holding on to this relationship is stunting your growth and it's it's more painful, you know, than letting go. And so. As I was just reflecting, because this is something that I've, I'm speaking from experience. So as I was reflecting and just looking back on my own personal experiences related to this uh, subject, I remembered that I was holding on to the idea of how things should be versus accepting reality and accepting like the way that it, it just really is. And so I realized like, you know, This is more so just about the idea of things. But if you can muster up the strength to really just take a a closer look at the situation and accept it for what it really is, you would then realize that, hey, this person really has never even been what I needed them to be. Like never. (laughs) Like if you when you really take the time to look at it, like they've never been who i needed them to be i was holding on to the their their title and and how they you know in my mind the expectation that i had going along with that title but when i like i said when i really looked at it and i was like well they've they've never really even been you know what i needed them to be so what am i really holding on to what am i losing like i'm holding on to something that i never actually had because i'm holding on to an idea i'm not holding on to reality so once I looked at it 
you know, from that perspective, which I needed the help of a therapist <laughs> to see it that way. I, I didn't just come up with this on my own because this was definitely an area that I was struggling in because it's painful. It's definitely a pain point when it comes to this growth process, you know, these relationships, because, you know, as you embark on your journey of healing and growing, what happens to your relationships? It's two things. It's either, you know, they're going to grow with you. The relationship's going to grow with you as you go and adjust and they'll adjust and shift with you, or it's just going to dissolve. There's really no happy medium. And so within that process, you know, it's a lot of change and it's really like just weird (laughs) at first. And you're like, you may be in a space where you're just questioning everything, like what's really happening? Like, I don't understand like what's going on. And if it wasn't for me having access to resources, you know, like a therapist and, and reading books, you know, and things like that, and then just, you know, building community outside of, you know, certain individuals. Yeah, you would think that you're not in alignment with what you should be doing and you you would just question yourself a lot. You would question the entire process. You may just give up, you know. So that's why I was saying I was definitely struggling in that area and I I needed that support. I needed somebody to really just help me see things from a different perspective. And so that's when I realized like, hey, I'm holding on to the idea of what I think this relationship should be if I really look at what it has been then, you know, you can just govern yourself accordingly. And not to say that it wouldn't still be painful, but, you know, you can accept it. You know, you can just get to that point where you just accept, okay, this is really what I'm dealing with. And so for me to be a little bit more specific, I'm really kind of just talking about like one-sided relationships. And again, this is not just applicable to romantic relationships. This could be any connection, a friendship, a family member, a co-worker, like all connections that you have in all aspects of your life. At times, you know, you may find yourself in these situations where it's just one-sided and you don't realize it. Like when you're in it and that's and you've been in it so long and that's how it's always functioned, you don't know anything else. So, you know, you were just kind of like going with the flow. You were just in that survival mode (laughs) and that's all you knew. But as you are healing and growing, things become more apparent, like you have more clarity and you start to realize, hey, hmm, you know, those little red flags start popping up and little question marks start, you know, going off in your head. And you're like, this don't this don't look right. <laughs> this doesn't seem right. Like, I don't think this should be happening. I don't this is not how this works. This is not healthy. Basically, <laughs> you start coming to that conclusion on your own because you're educating yourself and you're doing all this work. So as I you know, was progressing I started to just notice that, hey, some of these relationships, some of these connections that I have, they're just not healthy. I won't necessarily, they're not healthy. I will say that some of them were definitely one-sided. So let me just give you examples of like one-sided relationships. So one example is holding space for people who wouldn't or couldn't hold space for you. Offering to help people who don't reciprocate initiating most of the interactions. You have to pick up the phone and call. If you don't call, then that, you know, you don't hear from them. You support their ideas and their endeavors. And then when it comes to you, it's like little or no support in return. 
you agree with them because you're not able to openly share honest feedback. Like, you know, you can't really tell them the truth. <laughs> like, so you just have to like go along with it because God forbid, you know, you really tell them the truth, you know, and they just can't handle the truth. You just, yeah, you go with what they decide instead of choosing yourself. Those are some examples of what a one-sided connection or relationship looks like. And as I was, you know, discussing this type of stuff with my therapist, and I'm being super transparent right now, um, she was bringing to my attention that I may have found myself in those situations based on certain tendencies that I had. And I'm saying had because I'm shifting away from these tendencies. So I'm, I'm putting them in past tense. It's still a work in progress, but I'm so much aware of them that, you know, if I find myself doing it, I realize it and I stop sooner than later. So anyway, so one of them, one of those tendencies is, is just people pleasing, being a people pleaser, feeling like you need to be a people pleaser for validation and acceptance. And I think, you know, I had been doing that for a very long time since I was a child, um, not consciously, obviously, but subconsciously. That's what I was doing. That was a survival tactic, I guess, a coping mechanism. I don't really know why, but that's just it is what it is. That's just what I felt like I had to do to be liked, to be accepted, et cetera. And so with that being said, it's like, you know, you're not really being your true authentic self because you're just doing and going along with things just because you feel like that's what you need or you should do versus, you know, just really like just being authentic. So you may have just felt like there wasn't enough room or it wasn't acceptable basically for you to be authentic. Um, and no one has ever said that to me, especially in childhood. But again, subconsciously, sometimes we just that's just how we interpret things. And it doesn't mean that somebody really, you know, sat you down and said, hey, you know, we don't have space for you. And, you know, you got to be a people pleaser. Like it doesn't really happen like that. But, you know, we just pick up these things. So my therapist was like bringing that to my attention. And she was like she kind of connected that to some of my actual childhood trauma. And so. As I stated before, if you've heard previous episodes, you know, one of the effects of childhood trauma or any trauma is that you become disconnected from yourself. So now you're like you're disconnected from your true self and you're just, you know, you have all these coping mechanism and these survival tactics and things for you to just get through and just, you know, make it day to day. But you're not yeah, you're not connected to yourself. So the healing process brings you, it's like a journey back to your original self, back to the original version of you, the way that God created you to be the person that God actually created before trauma and all this stuff, you know, actually affected you. So that's what the journey is. And if you have ever listened to Dr. Tama, she has a podcast called Homecoming and she is phenomenal. I absolutely love Dr. Tama. The Homecoming podcast really goes in depth about this journey going back home to yourself. So that's pretty much one of the main reasons why a lot of times, you know, you weren't really being your authentic self because you don't even you didn't know your authentic self because when you've experienced trauma so early in life, it's like you're growing up with these coping mechanisms. You're growing up in the survival mode. So that's really all you know. I just wanted to put that out there. So anyways, back to these one-sided relationships. So 
the point that I was trying to make is so when you're not really showing up as your authentic self for various reasons, now when you're healing and you're growing, a lot of times the relationships around you, they just don't really know. They don't know what's going on, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. And like I said, either they're going to shift with you and just like, OK, well, I don't really understand this process. I don't understand what you're doing, but I'm going to just roll with it because you're my people and I'm going to just roll with you. And, you know, we're going to just, you know, move forward or you're going to experience resistance. And there's levels to the resistance, you know, and the most extreme obviously would be probably require you to just completely dissolve the relationship, which is unfortunate, but it happens at times. We get stuck on titles. So when you really start to evaluate some of these connections, you know, you just need to ask yourself, has this person ever been what I needed them to be? If it's a friend, were they ever a real friend? So I wanted to give you some like examples of like one-sided friendships. So some of these examples are as followed. It's all about them. All the conversations, everything is just always all about them and what they got going on and their needs and, you know, and just it's just all about them. They're just maybe very self-absorbed or they just don't open up at all. Like you don't really know them like, you know, them, but you don't know them, know them because <laughs> they don't really ever share anything. You might be the only one sharing and then they don't reciprocate in that aspect. So it's like, OK, I at the end of the day, I don't really know that much about you. You can't count on them is another one. You know, you show up for them, but when you're in need and you need them to show up for you, they're busy. You can't reach them. You know, there's always something going on. The funny thing is they'll accept your support. So again, you know, you'll show up for them and they'll never say, oh, no, that's fine. You know, don't worry about it. I got it. like they're all on board. Yeah, they probably even expect you to show up for them, but they just don't know how to reciprocate. They may leave you questioning yourself. And this is a friendship I'm talking about. Like, so you can be insecure in a friendship where you just don't know, like, are we friends, friends? Like, you know, or do you have my back? Like, you know, you, you get to a point where you're just not even sure what the heck is going on. So they leave you questioning yourself and you just don't really know what to expect. So those are some signs of one-sided friendships just to give you an example so if any of this is resonating with you it's like okay so what do you do if you acknowledge and you become aware that that's your situation what do you do some of like the basic things is just you know obviously change your interactions um maybe take a step back or if you feel comfortable enough, if you think that it makes sense, then, you know, communicate, have a conversation with them, you know, ask for what you need to turn this, you know, relationship around. And then lastly, like worst case scenario, like I said, you may have to walk away from it, but only you can determine that nobody else. I can't not even your therapist. Nobody can really make those decisions for you. People can only just make you aware of things. And then at the end of the day, you have to make your own decisions and figure out what's best for you. So those are just, you know, some examples. So when you realize, okay, this is what you're dealing with. Again, it's painful. It's just, you know, it's accepting reality. It's it's just sad. I think that's the best word. It's sad. It's disappointing. At least these are some of the things that I was feeling. Sad, disappointment. And then just realizing like, wow, like I really was just unaware. I was so unaware for so long. And that alone was making me sad, like <laughs> for myself, like just sad for the old me, the old version of me, like, dang, like you really just were clueless. Like you just did not realize like this is what was happening around you. But better late than never. 
I do believe everything happens for a reason. And I say that because this is more leaning on like a spiritual perspective. Like I know God just, if he allows it, he, I'm not going to say that he just allows bad things to happen to you, but he can use it. Anything that has happened to you, he can turn it around and use it for your good. And that I'm a true believer on. So he can turn it around. And somehow, you know, even if the enemy, you know, meant it for evil, he can turn it around and use it for your good. And so nothing will ever be wasted. It'll end up working out in your favor. You know, you can always turn your pain into purpose. So I wanted to just, you know, put that out there. Back to just not being afraid of losing what you never had. So once you come to these realizations, it's like, it should be easier to make a healthy choice. And again, only you know what that choice is, but you should have more clarity and more confidence to make that decision. So you really have to ask yourself, am I afraid of losing what I never had? Like, and which doesn't even make sense because if you never had it, like it should be clear, like, okay, well, why should I be, what am I really holding on to? It's basically how I interpreted that, which, you know, it doesn't make sense. So it should just be easy for you to just figure out how to move forward. And this, you know, I'm kind of just going quickly on this. But again, I struggled. (laughs) I really struggled in this area like for a while because, again, you know, titles and, you know, it could be a family member. It could be a close friend, maybe someone you're friends with for a very long time. So, you know, these can be really close connections. And so for you to accept that type of reality, it's not easy. It's a hard pill to swallow. But the sooner you can accept reality for what it is, the better, because that's the sooner that you can just continue to move forward and progress. And then, you know, you can focus on healthy connections. Then you can educate yourself on, okay, so I know what one side of relationships look like, which is not healthy, but let me educate myself on, you know, what healthy connections really look like. And then once you've educated yourself on that, then you can just continue to work on yourself Through time, God will bring people in your life that will fit into those healthy connections. So it's all a process. And so it's just really all about how you look at it. So it's just seeing things from a different perspective. But again, just because something is not good for you doesn't mean that, you know, you may not miss it (laughs) or, you know, you're not going to feel different emotions. So I really just want to encourage you if you're going through that um, or if you've experienced it, you know, it's it's not easy, but you'll get through it. You'll definitely get through it. And you just got to keep telling yourself that, you know, this is what's best for you. This is you have your own best interest at heart. And also it's about knowing your self-worth. You know what I mean? Like when they say, OK, know your worth, know your worth. Again, a lot of times that, you know, you'll hear that. When people are talking about like romantic relationships, oh, don't be in a relationship with, you know, somebody that's not treating you right, you know, know your worth, et cetera. But, you know, that applies all around. That applies also to friendships. If you have a friend that's not a true friend, that's not really showing you that they have your best interests at heart, that they're going to show up for you, that they're going to reciprocate, then yeah, even in those scenarios, know your worth understand that you know you deserve better if it's a work situation same thing you know know your worth if your employer is not appreciating you and valuing you the way that they should knowing what you're bringing to the table you gotta tell yourself the same thing know your worth and govern yourself accordingly so it applies all around just wanted to encourage you 
and I hope you find this episode helpful. Until next time. If you need to contact me, I can be reached via email at healinggrowjourneypodcast at gmail.com. If you have not done so already, please write a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy listening to Heal and Grow Journey. I would greatly appreciate the support. In addition, please follow the Heal and Grow Journey Instagram page at Heal and Grow Journey. Please like and follow the Heal and Grow Journey podcast Facebook page and the Heal and Grow Journey podcast Twitter page. Until next time, take care.